Jonathan Pogash is the cocktail guru, a mixologist and hospitality expert. Ah, see? Yeah. You know big words. Dude, I'm, I'm the cocktail guru. Cheers. Jeffrey's his dad, a wine and spirits author, historian, and consultant. Oh, I do my homework. With decades of experience, they're always looking for the next big thing. Join this father and son duo for a few laughs as they explore the hottest trends in hospitality with the service industry's leading trailblazers and tastemakers. Welcome to the Cocktail Guru Podcast. Here we are again, John. Here we are. So we're, but we're on the corner of Hollywood and Vine. So yeah, what yes, do we, we expect to find on the corner of Hollywood and Vine? I don't know. You tell me. I, I would say Hollywood stars. Hollywood stars, absolutely. And um, they and all not, hang out there. And all, not, ju not just the ones on the Walk of Fame. I'm talking about the actual stars so like our, we have today. Our amazing guest today is none other than Joel Johnstone, who plays Archie on The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which um, I believe just wrapped its fifth and final season. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Amazing Sad. show, won many, many oh, awards. Yeah. And of course, a friend of the Cocktail Guru podcast and my good buddy and former college roommate, Michael Zegan, Zegan. Uh, put us in touch. He is the glue. Um, Joel Johnstone, welcome to the podcast. Since welcome, really my Joel. pleasure. Thank you. Thank you <laughs> um, for having me. We always, we always ask our guests first off, okay. before anything else, uh, what is your desert island cocktail? A bourbon old-fashioned. Mm, oh, yeah. That's yeah. a good... That's oh, a really yeah. good one. Yeah, my I'm mouth tasting. is watering I'm, already. Yeah, I'm tasting yeah. it in my mouth yeah. right yeah. now, and that's something that I kind of want to have in my hand yeah. um, right about now. Will you go make a drink for me, Dad? Sure, John. Oh, okay, I'm just joking. <laughs> After the interview. He actually would. He possibly would. Uh, I would. Um, so uh, your um, character on The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, pretty iconic because you and Joel Maisel um, are like BFFs yep. and opened up a lounge together. The Button Club. The Button mm -hmm. Club. But we were talking earlier, and you have a hospitality background. Um, you, I mean, you worked in clubs. I do, yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when I moved to L.A. and wasn't even auditioning, let alone working, uh, you know, I had to do what every actor does. You get a side gig, and uh, and I was just bar backing in, in, in nightclubs. It's a great uh, way to do it. I yeah. bar backed, too. That was yeah. my first yeah, yeah, bar yeah, gig. Yeah, yeah. I slung a lot of ice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, and, and I, the thing is, I didn't learn a whole lot about Mixology. I didn't like, you know, we were making, you know, it was one of those clubs where, you know, I still have hearing damage from. So nobody's going for the art of the drinks there. Right. So it was just, you like know. Vodka Red Bull. How much vodka, yeah, how much vodka do you want with your Red Bull? That's, that was pretty much it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, that, that is my background. And I, but I'm fascinated with mixology and the, the, the craft of, of, making drinks yeah and you know my background i went to school for theater and moved to new york city to act and i did the same thing i started working in restaurants and bars and started off as a bar back and my my pals mike zegan kept getting all the roles that i wanted and <laughs> and the voice, same here yeah, yeah voiceover same. Gig, same same deal <laughs> zegan you're obviously watching this because you're a huge fan of the podcast and you have us all on every uh every you watch us every episode but um yeah i was I was jealous. I was definitely very jealous. Well, Zegan is, is he was the first guy in, in our class of actors, of, you know, our, our generation that, that I knew that was steadily working right away. The motherfucker didn't even have to work in a bar or restaurant. <laughs> oh, 
Yeah. Bleed. We can, we can, no, no, we can say it. Um, um, uh, he, worked no. for, he worked for like a summer in his dad's law office. And, he was, and, 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 and like right away on a brilliant show, on Rescue Me, you know. And, That's yeah. And, um, but yeah, first it was the David Letterman, Dwight the Troubled Child, um, which was, yeah, I mean, that, that was insane. Yeah. But we, this is not a show about talking about Zegan. Um, we want to talk about, Joel. we love you, Zegan. We, yeah, we love, love you, you and, and you're the best. Um, Joel Johnson. So, um, and you were saying you're originally from Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Uh, born and raised in Milwaukee. Yeah. Well, here's another connection. I went to college in Wisconsin. Wh where? A little place not far from Milwaukee okay. called Ripon College. I can't, seriously? I yeah. spent I spent a couple of weeks there. I was in really? Badger's Boys State. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah, they put in us the up summer, at Ripon College. During the summer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. Well, like a mock that's my alma mater. Yeah. And who else oh, went, right. Who else went to Ripon College? Harry, Harrison Ford? Harrison Ford went to Ripon College. That's right. <laughs> yes, he did. That's right, yes, he, he did. did. That's, that also, is that another fine actor. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Uh, he, he works from time to time. Uh, Spencer know. Tracy. Spencer Tracy went to Ripon. Went to Ripon College. Yes. Crazy, right? But he apparently, I don't, you know, I don't know if I should say this, oh. but there's a rumor that he climbed up the girls' dormitory, okay, and went inside to raid the dormitory, okay. and that he kind of got kicked out of school for that. <laughs> but I don't know if that's true or not. Well, I. <laughs> I'll investigate with my Wisconsin relatives. Yeah, please do. <laughs> yeah. But it was a Get great, it's a great, it's a great little college, great school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but um, so you grew up in Wisconsin, and then you went to college in New York. I went to Fordham University. Yes, yes. Ah. yes. I and studied theater, presumably. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, Denzel, um, Denzel was and is ah. my favorite, and and I just kind of. As I started gravitating towards theater in high school, I was, you know, was looking at my favorite actors, where they studied, and I saw Denzel went to Fordham, and I was like, and you're like, I want to go there. I gotta go. I gotta follow Denzel. Yes, Fordham is where my daughter Jessica went to college. No kidding. Lincoln Center campus. Yeah, yeah that's yes. that's what. Uh, yep. What year? What year? What year? She's right? older, or younger than because she's, she's young. Too. She's three years younger than. She's young. forty. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I I'm think. I'm forty-four. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we graduated the same year. Yeah. Um, so you the, would, yeah, would not. Yeah, have yeah. I would not have seen her. But but yeah, yeah Lincoln Center campus. But yeah, yeah, and I and I lived in the in that area too. Um, after after college. Oh yeah. I was in yeah. I was in Harlem my stomping grounds. Lincoln Center area. Uh, yeah. yeah. um, you lived in New York and then were presumably auditioning, obviously, um, <laughs> yes. and then started getting some gigs. Um, yeah. I, I was I was doing a lot of theater, a lot of off 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 as far as off yeah. as you can get Broadway shows, yeah. uh, Lower East Side, um, East Village, and performing to a crowd of about how about many the half people are dozen in people that are in here <laughs> right now about about Leva. that and um, and it still is some of the most rewarding stuff I've done, but it, it was, you know, you'd leave and you're like, God, nobody saw this, nobody, I, I all this work, I put my, my, yeah. my heart and soul into this and five people saw it. And so um, that started to wear on me and I, I got a few TV and film gigs here and there in New York and I was like, well, people can always see this and I love that. I love the, the timeless effect that film and TV has and, and there still is nothing to replace theater, there there isn't. It, yeah. it, it's a thrill like no other. Yeah. But I I did want to concentrate more on TV and film, and um, and I made the move out here. And when did you do that? Uh, Two thousand seven. So, you spent a good like five years in New York. Yeah, I did. I did, and I was doing a, I, I did 
uh, a lot of voiceovers. That's, I was making my living doing voiceovers. Yeah, me and Zegan it, used pretty, to. It's lucrative. Be in that loop sure. together, right. um, and and it was a very very different racket than it is now. And you would go on five auditions a day in person, and twenty people would show up, and one of you was going to get it. And, right. And it was just a, um, it's very different world. But um, you know, I was glad I did it, and glad that I left when I did, and and came out here, and immediately stopped working entirely. <laughs> Just, just, well, just me- mentally, that must have been in- insanely it was, crushing. Uh, it, because, it was, it yeah. was, um, it was, it was a very, very tough time. Um, I questioned the decision for several years and then just picked myself up and, and, and started pounding the pavement again and, and eventually started, got a couple of uh, jobs back to back that got the ball rolling. So when you first got here, you were not going out on auditions? I, I was I was going on negative auditions. I mean, I was, <laughs> you had an agent, presumably, like, yes, or, um, no, or not really. Not really. I, I'm, I, you know, within the first year, I, I got an agent and manager that um, I'm no longer with with either. But but I had a series of reps, and then and then I met my manager, which is which I attribute to the beginning of when things started to change for the better. And it took about I was here for about two and a half, almost three years, I think, before I met her. Mm-hmm. But then, um, and I didn't start working right away when I met her, but, but she, and I will always say this to any actor who's stressing about their reps and oh, they're, they're, I'm at this agency, but I want to be at that agency. And, blah, blah. and it, all you need is one person that really believes in you. And it doesn't matter what agency they're at. They, they have to believe in your talent and your ability yeah. more than any, more than you do. And if you meet that person, stick with them. And th- th- yeah, they've got to be- believe, you, believe in you enough to send you out on things because you're never going to get called for anything if Absolutely. you're not being submitted right, right, for it. Right, I mean, right. that's just the basic uh, basic of it all. Yeah. But um, in any case, after moving to L.A. and spending some time here, um, what what was the gig that you got where you were like, oh, I, I've got this gig and I'm kind of like, okay, maybe I can coast through and, and get somewhere here? Um, the newsroom, I think, was was I wasn't working, wasn't working, wasn't working. Was grinding in the you know, like I said, the nightclubs. And in the span of forty eight hours, I I got this recurring gig on the newsroom and and this other HBO pilot, um, recurring potentially recurring gig on this HBO pilot of a little show that I love that that not nearly enough people saw called Getting On with Laurie Metcalf and Alex Borstein and Nisi Nash. Um, oh, and yes, I think I remember that I show. got to follow Laurie Metcalf around that show for two years, and which was a master class. I learned more in those two summers of following her around that I did in four years of college. Yeah. Um, and, and Newsroom. I mean, Newsroom, when I got a Newsroom, that was like the biggest show on HBO. Everybody wanted to be on it. And right. it was, um, I don't know if you got to catch Newsroom at all. I know all yeah, about I, the I show it, yeah. and I've seen and, segments. And it was, it was, um, yeah. And so it was kind of a, an insane 48 hours where all of a sudden I, I was on the, part of these two high profile projects that, that, I still attribute to really getting the ball rolling. Yeah, and then when did um, and Maisel probably came about? Not too and then Maisel long was after. yeah that that was next level. And that then we were like, wow, okay, I've got a steady gig for five years. Well, we didn't know we were going to get you didn't done. know, of right? Course. We didn't, we yeah, didn't yeah. know. <laughs> we we um, and then it was a total it was a total shock to me that they got picked up for two seasons when they because I had never I had been a part of a few pilots that 
either didn't go or did go, like getting up, but it was always like, you finish one season, you wait, wait to hear for the next one. I'd never even heard of a show getting immediately picked up for two seasons, and that was just, I, I couldn't believe it. And I knew we had something special when we filmed the pilot. I knew it. Yeah. But I, I, I don't think anybody could have seen what, what, what was coming. That, I mean, that, that was... probably hearing that you got that role and knowing that the Paladinos were behind it and mm. you were like, holy shit, this is like the big time. It, 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 I, it felt like the big time from the pilot read. The pilot yeah. read was epic. There were 100, 150 people in the room. It was a performance. And I have, it's still, to this day, one of the best performances I've ever seen in my life is Rachel at that table, mm. who mm. was just right off the bat 26 or whatever yeah. she was a, yeah. that just owned this room because that pilot is all her yes right and she totally. just I mean brought that room to a standstill just I mean it was it was a two and, she, and she was just she was incredible she was just nominated for another Golden Globe I know I know, I know. she gets nominated Thank God, every year she's been nominated yeah, she's never been nominated for anything <laughs> right <laughs> yeah no as she should be she's she is um, and I will say to anybody that doesn't know her she is Every bit as wonderful human being as you've heard. Yeah, she that's, really is. that's what I've heard from uh, Mike Zegan. Well, let's try to get her on the podcast. That's, that might be tough. She's yeah. like always working, and she's, she's she has a production company too. I think. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's yeah. Pretty busy. But I love her. She's great. Um, and and so after Maisel, you um, have some things happening. You've been you've got some things in the works. Well, also actually, we must mention that you're just coming off of the strike. <laughs> Which <laughs> me and the other hundred sixty thousand. Right, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. It's uh, what was that? I mean, um, what's the deal, man? It's it was a, it was a grind this year. Um, I'm 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 so glad it's over, and I'm so grateful that that the because I I really feel like the powers that be tried to break us. I really do. I think that there was every concerted effort into splintering us into different factions and and which is just I think would have been their end game had had they had they you know had their way but yeah. but the fact that we stuck together and got through it and there was a real cohesiveness at those picket lines that I that, that you went that I went to um, many many times and yeah. um, I saw a photo of you on your social I think uh, uh, yeah at, at, a, yeah. at a picket line the, yeah those those hot hot days in Burbank and mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah I was lucky enough to be joined by I mean even after the this is what I mean about the 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 solidarity um, even after the writers ended theirs the, the writer's room from the show I'm working on right now, CSI Vegas, they, they still came out to pick it to with, with the actors of the show, which was yeah. so, I, I thought that was so That's cool. Great, yeah. and, and I understand that the deal does not have unanimous um, agreement that this is the best that we, and, but I kind of never thought from the beginning that that was ever going to be, that was ever going to happen. Right. There's never been a deal, I think, that every member right. of any union is like, yeah, this is... This is it. Um, is there room for improvement? Absolutely. Um, do we make some gains? Absolutely. Uh, am I glad the strike's over? Absolutely. Yeah. And you're working on, so now you're working on CSI Vegas. You, you were telling us you have a, a recurring role uh, working in the morgue, right? You're a, you're I, a, cor- you're a coroner. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I am. Uh, 
I'm one of the, the, the morgue techs. That, I'm the coroner. I, I go and get the bodies. And um, it's a really, really fun show to be a part of. And my role is um, I play Jack. Um, and I it did start as this brother-sister team. And now my sister's in a coma. Um, but she's Come not on, dead. Come she's on. not dead. Um, but uh, they have somebody else that I now work with uh, who's wonderful. And um, I'm, I'm, you know, I guess I could say I'm a little bit of the comic relief um, as, yeah. as much as one can be I in can a morgue. Yeah. Um, and so you, do, do, it's uh, a lot I, of fun. I haven't seen. Is it out? Are those episodes out yet? Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. I haven't seen. <laughs> How dare but, you? But is it? Um, are you like uh, so comic relief? Or do you have like these snarky? Like, are you um, snarky? Like, what's the character? Um, do you have uh, these comebacks that are like? Uh, no, I, I, I think I think yes, but I think speaking as my character, I think I'm a little unaware of of why I might be considered funny. I, I uh, oh okay. I, I think you know he's 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 a little bit of a lab geek, a lab um, geek, okay. and uh, and yeah. unaware of his um, <laughs> how how he is perceived by others. Understood. And we were also talking earlier um, that you have you have a family, so you know work family life is is definitely a challenge. And trying to get time out and going out and about with your wife um, has been something that you guys are, are trying to figure out. Yeah. You're you asking, you know, what are the what are some great spots here in L.A. or Yes, yeah, right? we're we're trying to stockpile um, some some date nights. We have we have a a one year old, as you know, you know, like when you have a a newborn, you know the the, the weekly or bi-weekly date nights are off the table for, for a set period. Um, and now that he's won, we're, you know, we're trying to um, you know, put, put a bunch of dates in the books um, of places we've never been because we've, we've exhausted all of the places around where we live. Mm-hmm. I, I, um, that's one of the things I was excited to talk to you about because you guys, you guys know all the hot spots um, in, I every, mean, in every town. I, I don't, I've lived here 16 years. I don't know. I don't know. Well, and we, things know, are the we know something about the hot dog and oh, yeah, hot, we did dog, a hot dog hot spots, yesterday. that's for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, other yeah. than Pink's, where did... No. I don't, and Burbank, Chili John's. Chili John's. A lot of people haven't heard of it. Chili John's. Yes, okay. not just incredible chili. Okay. But it's several types of chili, but also fantastic hot dogs. Oh, I do know another hot dog because my... Uh, uh, what, what is it in the Valley? It's in the movie... Um, uh, the last Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Um... Not Larry's. Uh, it's in the valley. They're eating hot dogs there. Philip Seymour Hoffman's son is eating hot dog there. It'll come to me in a. It'll come to me as soon as we stop recording. And there's a place called Fab. Fab. Or Fabs. Fab. What was your favorite? What was your favorite that you had? Do you mean I was? I was only of the actual hot dog. I was only at Chili John's, but you went to well, Pink's also. Well, yeah, but the Chili John's hot dog was just fantastic. Chili John's chili, okay, it's like full on chili. Uh, they have three different relish, types of chili: mustard. So, I mean, you can get I'm whatever so you full. want, but it's, it's <laughs> just I don't really, talking about it. Kind of makes me feel more full. Um, actually, yes, everyone's agreeing. They were all. There. But and it's not just beef chili. It's what the turkey. They have a turducken. Chicken and a turducken duck, chili and dog. Duck yeah, chili. Right, the turducken. Right? Yes, it's but I turkey, chicken, yes, and duck. but I forget the that. The cardiologist so. just follows you around. Yeah, <laughs> but that is incredibly, incredibly rich and flavorful yeah. chili. Yeah. That one, yeah. amazing. So they, so they can see you in the morgue. That's why. Right. <laughs> that's exactly. That's right. exactly, exactly. And he does something for Thanksgiving with that as well, like a stuffing of some sort. Oh my God! With that. Oh my chili. God! Yeah. Great. All right. Well, food for thought. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so, aside from your CSI. Uh, gig um 
you're 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 auditioning for things. Uh, well, now I am. Now I am. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I was lucky enough to to um, get put on one of those those wavered films during the strike. Um, I filmed a couple of weeks in in Utah. Oh, good. oh so you um, kept kind uh, of a thriller. Film. Yeah. The, hmm. We we I filmed a um, a thriller about the the most deadly real life grizzly attack in history. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, the, the movie is called uh, currently it's called Grizzly Night um, and we filmed in Park City for three weeks on the top of a mountain at night for three weeks it was, it was if you've never been to Park City I've never been to Park City if you want to talk about natural beauty I, I, I would put that yeah. against anywhere else you'll go in America it is stunning well I went with my we took a family trip at the end of the summer to um, Yellowstone and Grand Teton yeah. and Jackson Hole and that was like yeah yeah. Beautiful. The kids loved it. They love yeah. wildlife. Yeah. And you know some some great spots to to just. Have you taken them to Zion in Utah? No. Zion in Yosemite also. Yeah. Uh, can't you, oh. you can't miss those. Definitely those Yosemite. Are, you definitely were in Yosemite. Yosemite. I was as a child. <laughs> no, I don't yes. Well, we don't know. You were fourteen or fifteen. We went to Yosemite. So when we, if, I, if I don't, if I don't remember, it, I don't. I don't yeah. believe it. Yeah. Well, we did. I have to show me the pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, Joel Johnstone, thank you so much for joining us on the Cocktail Group. It podcast. is my pleasure. It was great to meet you, and I've heard a lot about you, and. Um, you know, thanks to Zegan for introducing us and all the best. I hope, you know, when you come out to New York, you'll be in, you, were, you said you were going to be in New York, but I, I probably won't see you then. But in the future, would be cool to hang out. And, I would love that. And go I'd to love, some spots, and, yeah. yeah, I would love to, to see your spots in New York as well, because I, you know, I, a lot of my old spots are gone. Yeah, that'll be great. Um, I, you know, now that I'm thinking, I wonder if while we were actors in New York, if you ever came to visit me at one of my bars with, with Mike. I, you may have. I, what, I, I never really... You didn't really go out. Ironically, I never hung out with Zegan oh, until, until we owned a, a mm. fictitious bar. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. right. <laughs> um, cool. Thanks. Well, that's great. Thank you, This Joel. was a lot of fun. It was a pleasure. So much Appreciate fun. it. Thank yeah, you. Absolutely. Cheers. Thank you. See you again. <laughs> The Cocktail Guru presents Cocktail Commentary with Jeffrey Pogash. Sit back and enjoy the story of the Rob Roy Cocktail. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Cocktail Commentary, a very special edition of Cocktail Commentary. Is there anything better than Scotch whiskey, sweet vermouth, and aromatic bitters? I don't know. Probably not. And things get even better when you mix the three together and add a Scotty along with it. Mr. McTavish here. Does this drink sound familiar to you? Well, if you like the Manhattan cocktail made with American rye, whiskey, or bourbon, you will probably like the cocktail I just described, known as the Rob Roy. Yes, a Scottish cocktail. And I have my Scotty here supporting me with that cocktail. Remember, just as spirits were originally created as medicines, cocktails, a mixture of spirits, fruit, water, and bitters, were created partly as a hangover cure and as a sort of wake-me-up drink in the morning. Back in the 19th century, cocktails were thought to clear the head, you know, sweep the cobwebs and fog from the brain. And bitters were used to help digestion and to cure an upset stomach. But all of this begs the question, how and why did this particular cocktail known as the Rob Roy come about? Do you know, Mr. McTavish? Can you tell us? Well, that, my friends, 
is the rest of the story. The year was 1894, and the Broadway theater scene in New York City was thriving. The Taming of the Shrew, Napoleon Bonaparte, Gizmonda, starring the legendary Sarah Bernhardt, who also directed the play, Miss Dynamite, On the Bowery, A Doll's House, and A Trip to Chinatown were just a few of the plays and shows being performed. In addition, there was an operetta in production called Rob Roy, based loosely on the Scottish outlaw who became a folk hero, Robert Roy McGregor. He had flaming curly red hair, was a cattle dealer, and a champion of the common man. By taking from the rich and giving to the poor, he was the Robin Hood of Scotland. The operetta was the precursor of the musical comedy that we see today on Broadway. It began in France around 1850 and fell out of favor by the 1920s as musical comedies gained popularity. Some impresario decided that Rob Roy McGregor would be a great subject for a Broadway production, and to publicize it, he asked a bartender at the prestigious luxury hotel, the Waldorf Astoria, to create a cocktail. And voila, that is how the Rob Roy was born. The bartender might have been Johnny Solons, the most famous bartender at the Waldorf, who created the famous Bronx cocktail. But we don't seem to have a written record of precisely who it was. Do we, Mr. McTavish? Mm, don't think so. That doesn't really matter, since we have a great drink that has become a classic in the annals of cocktail history. And here's how to make it. Tell me how to make it, Mr. McTavish. Okay. Two ounces Glenmorangie single malt Scotch whiskey. Thank you. What comes next? Oh, one ounce sweet Italian vermouth. Antica formula is the one I usually use. Two dashes Angostura bitters. Oh, and two dashes orange bitters. Combine ingredients in a shaker, half filled with ice, stir until chilled, strain into a chilled coupe, garnish with a cherry or lemon twist. Harry Craddock, author of the Savoy cocktail book from the Savoy Hotel in London, suggests shaking this cocktail. The Waldorf Astoria recipe indicates stirring the drink. The Waldorf uses orange bitters in its recipe, but today most people will use Angostura bitters. The Rob Roy is a great way to show off the characteristics of a fine single malt Scotch whiskey. And now you know the rest of the story. Cheers. Mmm, delicious. Thank you, Mr. McTavish. Tipple Time is brought to you in part by Barrett's Ginger Beer and Glenmorangie. Well, hello, folks. Uh, Tipple Time coming at you here again from North Hollywood, California, the Tonga Hut. Uh, so excited to be here and to make cocktails for you our listeners and viewers at home. I love a good Moscow Mule, which of course is vodka and ginger beer and a little lime. But did you know that there actually exists a cocktail that is essentially a Moscow Mule, but with Scotch whiskey? I bet you didn't know, or maybe you did. I have no idea. But in any case, this drink is called a Mamie Taylor, and it dates back to Prohibition era, and it is very simply ginger beer and Scotch whiskey. So today we're using, oh man, Folks, this is a real treat. This is the Glenmorangie Tokyo, 
or a tale of Tokyo. And what makes it special is that it is aged in Mizunara oak casks. Um, and it has this really nice, rich, buttery flavor to it. Uh, delicious on its own with like a little cigar or something like that, but also great in a cocktail. And <laughs> it is a, a luxurious cocktail to say the least if you're using it in a mixed drink. But we're gonna do this Mamie Taylor and we're adding two ounces of our Glenmorangie, A Tale of Tokyo to our highball glass here. I have some ginger beer and I'm going to fill it up all the way till about halfway in the glass. And now I'll add some ice. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, this is such a simple drink, guys. I have like two minutes left and I don't even know what to talk about with you. But what I can say is that, um, actually, you know what we're gonna do? Oh yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a little tasty taste of just the Tale of Tokyo here before I go ahead and taste the Mamie Taylor. Yes, like I said, really rich, buttery. Oh, you get that, those wooden, those oak notes, some vanilla, some spice in there as well. Really, really nice. Now let's take a spoon and give this, oh, there's, a, there's my spoon, a little bit of a stir and a nice lime wheel that we'll add to the drink just like that. This is really nice. This is what I would call a porch pounder. You know, you're sitting on the porch, you've got a bottle of Glenmorangie single malt scotch whiskey. You're wondering, well, what else can I do? with my Glenmorangie single malt. A Mamie Taylor, which is a Moscow Mule variation. I'm gonna give it a little taste. I get that fresh lime zest right off the bat. Mm. As I dribble a little bit on myself, but that's okay. That's why I have an apron. That's really delicious. You know, the ginger beer really balances out the oak and the spice notes in the single malt scotch whiskey. That's a really delicious, lesser known classic cocktail, the Mamie Taylor. I will see you all next time right here on Tipple Time at the Cocktail Guru Podcast. Cheers. Tipple Time is brought to you in part by Glenmorangie and Barrett's Ginger Beer. That does it for today's show. If you enjoy what we do, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. To watch or listen to today's episode or to see the show notes, visit thecocktailgurupodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, YouTube, X, Instagram, or TikTok. The Cocktail Guru Podcast is produced by First Real Entertainment and can be seen on EatStrinksTV.com, Spotify, and Zencaster, or heard on Apple, Google, Amazon, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Travel arrangements provided in part by Zell Travel.